Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your love. I thank you for the grace, the victory that you've given us. I thank you for your blessings upon us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for salvation, for your word that you encourage with us every morning. I thank you for causing your word to enter us, that which is a light, Father God, that lead us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let your word enter us and build us and mold us in Christ Jesus and strengthen us, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we decree and declare your favor, the angel of the Lord God Almighty, upon this word, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that the angel must deliver and explain and interpret the word to the children of God as they listening in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and let this word bring solution and deliverance and the power of God and the mighty power of God to work upon me, to work upon this word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Christ to destroy every powers of jealousy and all the works of Satan and the Spirit of God to take over in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and to stay and raise faith and holiness in Jesus' mighty name. We bless the holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm reading Romans chapter 8, verse 8. It says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. The Word of God say that no flesh can glory before God Almighty. And the Lord, the Word of God also says that we must do away with the works of the flesh. We must be the ones that always pleases the Spirit of God. We must pursue the desires of the Spirit at all times because God Almighty says that He is looking for people that will worship Him in spirit and in truth, not people that worship Him out of the flesh. We always have to make sure that we kill the flesh, that we must, so that the Spirit of God must live inside of us. The Word of God says that those that are alive should live for the one that died for them. Meaning that you need to die in Christ, you need to die to yourself so that a new person must be alive inside of you because the old person cannot be pleasing before God. The old person has its own desire. The old person, which is the flesh, has got its own attitude. That is the person that you must please, that you must kill, that so that the new person, the new you in Christ Jesus must be alive. And that new person, it is like a seed before God. You need to make sure that every day, every morning, you kill your old self so that the new one must be alive. Let us read 1 Corinthians 15, verse 36 it says thou fool that which thou sowest is not made alive except it die our faith your faith when you bring it to god it should be like a seed it says verse 37 and that which thou sowest thou sowest not that body that shall be but a bare grain it may challenge for of wheat or some of other grain. But God giveth it a body as it had pleased him, and to every seed its own body. Our faith, when we bring it to God, when we accept Jesus Christ, it is like a seed. Our faith, it's like a seed. And when you present it to God and you're saying that, okay, Lord, I accept you as Lord and Savior, and then when you kill the flesh, you allow yourself, you allow your old person 
to die. That, that faith that you present unto God, it is like a seed. And then you allow yourself the spirit of God and the, God of, and the word of God to make you. How does the spirit of God and the word of God to make you? By reading the word of God every day, by obeying what the word of God says, by fasting and prayer, and by living by faith. And when you read the word of God also, by taking the word of God, it says that the word of God, it is like a seed. By meditating on the word of God, you take that word, you keep it in your word, you meditate on it, you think about it. And as you do that, the flesh dies and the Lord gives you a new seed. That word of God, it, it becomes a seed. That word of God, as you meditate on it, it will give, it will, God will give it a body as it's inside of you. As the flesh dies, now you receive a new body, you receive a new identity, a new image in Christ Jesus because we are made in the image of God. We are destined to be like Jesus Christ. This is what Christians are, are those that are called to be like Christ Jesus. So as you meditate in the word of God, a new seed, it erupts. And the word of God said that, but God give it a body as it had pleased him. And to every seed, its own body, its own body. You present your faith unto God as a seed. And that seed, God will give it a body according to his will and not according to your will. He will decide the type of seed that you're going to be. And that word that is inside of you, he will give it a body. Not according to what you want, but the Lord is the one that will determine the body of the seed. Your seed that is of the word that is inside of you. The type of body that's going to come out of you. Hallelujah. Let us read, continue to 39. It says, all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another flesh and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies of terrestrials, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of, terrest of the terrestrial is another. The glory, the glory of the angels is different and the glory of this flesh, of the terrestrial, of the earth, it is different. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars and one star different from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption and it is raised on in on incorruption. The scripture is talking about the resurrection of the dead, but it can also apply that when you choose not to depend on your mental faculties, not to depend on the senses, not to be led by your senses, but to be led by the spirit of God and the word of God. It says that when that word is inside of you, it is like a seed, isn't it? And then God give that seed inside of you a body. And then when it has a body, God will give it, will glorify that seed inside the body that he has given it onto the seed that is inside of you. God will glorify it according to his own will. You will have the glory of God. It will manifest upon you because the word of God says that we are supposed in Ephesians 1 verse 19, it says that we are the power of, we are supposed to manifest the power of God and the 
power of his might that is inside of you. The power of God is supposed to be that we must know the power of God inside of you and his mighty power. You must know it inside of you and that mighty power that of God that is inside of you. That is the glory of God that comes with you meditating on the word of God that you've presented inside of you, that you've sown inside of your heart as a seed and that seed is the one that God gives a body and that seed that after he had received a body, it gives you a glory and that glory that is inside of you, it will show manifest the power of God and the glory of God inside of you. That is how God, the, the way God made man to be. Let us continue. So also it is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, but it is raised in incorruption. The 43 it is sown in dishonor it is raised in glory it is sown in weakness it is raised in power can you see when you start start sowing the word inside of god you were going through dishonor you were going through shame you were going through poverty you were going through sickness you were going through leg all those things are the signs of dishonor. You are going through disgrace. You are going through things that have uh, uh, beaten you of the world. You are going through th through addictions. Those are the dishonors that you were going through. And then that is the dishonor that you, you saw the word of God. You were going through dishonor and then you decided to sow the word of God inside of us, inside of your heart. And the Lord took that word that you decided to meditate in your heart to raise it in glory as you know seed when you plant seed inside the ground you give it time to grow when you plant seed in the ground you water it isn't isn't it also the same the word of god when you plant it inside of your heart you water it with prayer you water it by continually reading that word again you water it by continually think about that word again and not only thinking about that word but you water it by loving that word as well you think about that word but also as it's in your heart you love it and the more when you eat add the energy of love of it that word your heart also is going to release magnets to make sure that they think that seed of the word that you're meditating that you're thinking upon in your heart because there is the mind of the heart and the mind of your thinking of, of, of your thoughts also the mind of you the mind of your heart and the mind of your thoughts it must coordinate with what is in your mind so as you think about what is in your heart and what is in your mind your mind your heart it will release madness and it will cause that seed to mark to to magnetize that which you want first as that madness that are released from your heart it is the body that god's give that seed a form and then that that new that that synapses that happen in your mind it is god giving that body of that seed a form and then that thing that you want it end up coming getting attracted to you hallelujah it end up and it's not only that thing it becomes christ manifesting inside of you because christ it is not only about uh, righteousness and holiness christ when he manifests about upon you he manifests prosperity upon you he does not only manifest power inside of you he does not only manifest holiness or purity inside of you he also manifests wisdom upon you he also manifests dominion upon you he manifests glory upon you he manifests power to acquire wealth because the word of god said that when the word of god is inside of you then christ the son of god will come and manifest himself inside of you that's what the word of god the lord jesus christ in john 5 verse 6 he says that when your my word is inside of you 
I and my father will manifest ourselves upon you. And the Lord Jesus says that the things that I do, I do it because my father dwells in me and my father manifests himself upon me and I'm able to do the things that I'm doing. It is an example that the Lord Jesus Christ has set for you also. You take the seed of the word, you put it in your heart and in your mind and as it's inside of you, Christ he comes, he, Christ and God come, they manifest themselves inside of you. That's why we are being called Christians, the ones that are like Christ. We are called to be like Christ here on the earth but the key is starting with the seat of the word as you dying to yourself and saying that I'm going to read the word of God I'm going to sit down and meditate on the word of God and hide this word on my heart and I'm going to water this word and this seat of the word it will grow as your body dies and at the end Christ will manifest himself upon you and you will see him manifest and you become you get a glorified glory you get a glorified identity in Christ Jesus then the world is able to see the manifested of the sons of God because the creation it is waiting for the manifestation of God of the sons of God to manifest here on the earth the creation it is crying and it is groaning and it is waiting for the sons of God to manifest for the Christians to manifest when it says for the sons of God to manifest or the Christian to manifest meaning that us manifesting with Christ inside of us here on earth with the seed of the word manifested because when, once we are like Christ then we do the things of Christ hallelujah it says it is raised it is sown in weakness and it is raised in power you will know the power of God once the seed Christ is manifested in you you will know the power of God and the wisdom of God and it says it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body and there, uh, there is a spiritual body the Lord God Almighty wants to give you a spiritual body not according to what you determine and at his time it says the word of God that at the right time Sarah gave birth to a child she became pregnant and she at the time appointed by God. Sarah became pregnant and she gave child to a child, not to, 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 to Isaac, not to the, at the time that was appointed by Sarah. Also, your seed inside of you, it will give birth, it will give a form, it will germinate and give that which God wants you to have at the time appointed by God. At the moment, you might be going through hardship. You might be going through persecution. You might be going through discomfort. You might be going through things that presses the seat inside of you. Child of God, the word of God said that if you persistently endure at the right time, you will receive the reward. Endure in Christ Jesus. Endure in the word of God. Endure in believing the word of God. Endure in meditating on the word. Endure in professing and keep proclaiming that word of God Almighty. And at the right time that is appointed by God, you will see that seed germinating and God giving it a body. Hallelujah. It says, however, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, and the second man is the, is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. That is what the seed of the word give us. The image of the heavenly. 
as the power of God, the spirit of God comes upon the seat of the word of God inside of us. Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither did corruption inherit incorruption. Our flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. A fleshly mind cannot inherit the, the kingdom of God. A fleshly mind cannot understand the things of God. If you're going to interpret the things of God with the flesh or your own understanding, it, it, it does not pass before God. It does not pass before God. It is just perversion. I'm reminded there's a man in the word of God during the time of Moses. When the Lord appointed Moses as, as king, I would say that Moses was king at that time of the children of Israel. Now, the Lord God Almighty asked Moses to appoint leaders under him. And then Moses, Moses appointed leaders among the elders of Israel. But now there was another man also that was the cousin of Moses, Korah. And Korah, what happened? He had some kind of like... He had some kind, kind of like a prophetic discernment, but it was not, it was perfect, like astrological prophetic discernment. And he saw that through prophecy, through his sight of seeing in the future, that one of his descendants will be written, will be accounted in the Psalms. They were, they're going to read the Psalms. So since he saw that some of his descendants will be part of reading the Psalms, he thought of himself as great and that deceived him. He said he came with a wisdom that he was perverted of the flesh that is deceived and he thought that he was qualified for Moses to choose him as an elder. And then in turn, Korah decided to choose uh, to, to stay a revolution against Moses. And that made God very angry. And God decided to make the elders that were revolting against Moses with Korah to be eaten by the earth. Because the, the wisdom that Korah was using against Mo Moses, it was, it was fleshly wisdom. It was not the wisdom of the spirit. He, he looked at himself at the flesh and he regarded himself things that are greater than him. The word of God said that do not regard yourself greater than you ought to. Measure yourself according to the eye of the spirit. Measure yourself according to what the word of God says and according to what God has given you. Do not incline yourself to be great because you are associated with other people or because you are liked by other people or because you have money. Then you think that you are better qualified than other people to serve God or to be given a position or because you are educated then you think that okay I can must be given that position then, then I'm suitable for this no 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 the things of the spirit of God they do not go according to the flesh they do not go to according to the main discernment but according to the wisdom of God and what the spirit of God because the spirit has the mind of its own and not your own mind also there's another example of another man Ahitopel. This man was a descendant of Socrates. He was so wise, but his wisdom was perverted. His wisdom was perverted because this man, he was a, a, an astrologer. He was following the stars. There was so much perversion. He would give you wisdom, something that is true, but uh, there it was a perversion that was to that truth. There is a time where about Ahitopel was so jealous of David. He also used astrology and he saw through the star that, okay, that one of his descendants will be aligned in the kinship. And the descendant that he was doing, if you look at the lineage of Ahitotepen, the descendant that he was showing, he was seeing the children, he was seeing Batseba. 
He was seeing the children of Bathsheba and then because he was from his lineage. So he thought that, okay, David should be dethroned, that he must be king. Ahitophel did whatever he did to come against David. Whenever he would make sure that he get any opportunity to discredit David, the time when he is the one that advised David to put the, the, the ark on the, wagon, on the wagon, he knew that David was inexperienced when it comes to priesthood. So he, he had a lot of experience. What he did is uh, David asked him what the way they should put the, wig, the wagon. And then he told David that put it on the wagon, on the, on, the, on, the, on, on the cart, instead of him asking the priest to carry it on their back. And what happened? The wrath of God came against the priest and then they died. And people were afraid and they started doubting the kingdom of David. That is what Ahitophel wanted. He wanted people to doubt David, to people to think that God is not with David. Why are people dying? Why are priests dying now when they are with David, whereas it never happened with Saul. And also, the very same Ahitophel, he's the one that instigated Solomon to come against David because he thought that, okay, I mean, Absalom, not Solomon, Absalom, he thought that if Absalom could kill his father, then he will take the kingdom. I mean, this is the man that he was, uh, 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 he was a leader in Israel. This is the man where the children of Israel was coming to his council all the time to come to get wisdom from him. He was like kind of an advisor that David appointed, but he was secretly working against David. And what ended up to his wisdom? Yes, his prophecies were being manifesting. They were wise, the things that he was saying, but it did not end up uh, uh, going well for him because there is a time where what happened is uh, David struck the earth in the wrong way and then the water came out gushed from the earth. And this water gushed in such a way that the were so scared that the, the, there was going to be another flooding. And David said and Ahitophel knew he had wisdom how to solve the, how to stop the water that was coming from beneath, beneath the earth that was going to cause flooding on the earth. And David used wisdom. He said that because he knew that Ahitophel was against him. He said anybody that knows how to stop this water and had not done it, they will end up dying by killing themselves. And Ahitophel, he hesitated, but at the end, he decided to throw the Torah, a scripture of the Torah, of the name of God on the water. And when he threw the name of God on the water, it subsided. But the prophecy of what David said, it ended up working against Ahitophel because he ended up killing himself. Can you see a very wise man, someone that was appointed to counsel the children of Israel, someone that had wisdom that people was regarded as a prophet. People came to, to get prophecies from, but the wisdom that was inside of him, it was perverted. The wisdom that was inside of him, it was so worldly. The wisdom that was inside of him, it was of the flesh. God, the wisdom of God, flesh and wisdom, the self and the self-attitude and the self-exaltation and the, and the flesh before God, it does not stand at all children of God. What we need to go after, it is the spirit. The wisdom of the spirit is so much peace-loving and it's so pure and it's holy. Let us read in James chapter chapter 3. I'm reading from verse 13. It says, Who is a wise man and endureth with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good life his work with meekness and wisdom. Wisdom always goes with meekness. 
Wisdom always regards others as better and is always mindful of others. Wisdom from God, it is not selfish. It is not self-seeking. It says, verse 14, But if ye have bitter uh, envy and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descend not from above, but it is earthly and sensual and demonical. Can you see a wisdom that comes from the senses, a wisdom that comes from effort saying that, okay, I have studied, I have degrees, so I'm wise and uh, I have acquired this. It's all about myself, me, me, and I. That wisdom, it does not stand before God. It says it is demolical. And then for where envying and strife are, there is confusion and every evil work. Where there is strife and envy, if in your marriage there is envy, there is strife, oh my word, may God help you and remove that strife of the spirit of strife from your marriage. May the Lord remove confusion from you as well in Jesus' name. For where envy and strife are, there is confusion in every evil work. There will not be an exemption from evil work where there is strife and confusion. That is the brother to evil work. Where you find strife and confusion, there is something evil there. Hallelujah. It says, verse 17, But the wisdom that is from above, it is first pure, then peace-loving, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by them that make peace. Do you see that wisdom? We also saw it. Can you see how beautiful the things of God is? righteousness is sown it is like a seed and the seed it is the word of god the lord jesus christ in mark he says that the sower soweth the word the seed that we plant inside of our heart he says that the heart is the ground he says that the the ground of the of the of the, of the seed it is the heart so we sow the seed of the word of god and that seed it is wisdom we need to allow the spirit of god to work in us we need to be yielded and be surrendered unto god the word the lord god almighty need us to be surrendered don't come with the things of god with your own experience like what ahitopel came ahitopel had a gift to read the stars ahitopel had a gift of 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 astrology he had a gift and that gift it was like i would say that it's something like maybe let me say busangoma or whatever he had a gift so when he saw there are some people that come before god and then that come before the children of god they say that okay a person says that okay i can prophesy and then they think that they are better than others no to god character is more important than your gift of prophecy a gift of prophecy if it does not have character if it does not have love before god it is like an empty gong you can do mighty things and prophesy and whatever and tell people great things like ahitopel was doing but to god that is zero if you do not have character if you do not have the seed of god inside of you if you do not have the wisdom of god inside of you if there is no spirit of god inside of you then that to god it is nothing what you must seek after is pursue 
the character of Christ. Pursue the things of the Spirit of God. Don't try to make yourself to be measured or be acceptable because of God, because of the flesh. Let us be Christians that run after the Spirit of God. And let us be the kind of Christians that have the sword of the Word of God inside of us. What does the Word of God say? It says the Word of God. It is a seed. It is a seed and it is sharp. It is also a sword that is sharp than any two double-edged sword. And this sword, it descends the intents of the heart and its motives. It goes inside of you. It descends the intents of your heart and your motive. That was the word of God that it changes the inside of person and it changes your motivation and it changes your, your thoughts and, and it molds you. And it says that the same word of God, it is like a hammer that breaks a rock to pieces. The parts of your heart that are hard, that are resisting God, that is of the flesh that want to go its own way. The word of God it, when it's inside of you, when you have surrendered to the word of God inside of you, it will break the hard part of your of, of, of your heart. The hard part of the seed of the, of the rock. Of, 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 your heart, it is like a, a ground. I'm imagining a, a, a farmer that breaks the ground that is hard. That is the word of God that it is like. That it will break. It will break. When you put it, it breaks that, that ground of your heart. And God will make sure that a good seed will spring up from your heart. May God bless you. Have a blessed day. Shalom.